Thanks again for tuning in to the Agency Collective Tales. This time I am joined by David Ogist, the founder of Nobody's Cafe. We are talking about all things experiential and diversity. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, David. My pleasure. So you are a newbie to the Agency Collective and we're very glad to have you be part of it because you're doing something really exciting with your collective. But before we go into Nobody's Cafe, can you just tell me a bit about what led you to start your agency? I've been in experiential and events since hospitality days when I was at university doing student nights and that led me out of university carrying on doing that working with nightclubs and doing all that side of things so at points I was that person on the door checking off names and then that led into actually after university started working more with brands so went to work at an agency started working with brands like Trustee at the time and like Cadbury's and, and quite a few different brands led to another agency where working with Spectators. In the second agency I was in, it was quite small and I was the second to the MD. So we worked very closely together, just helping to build that agency. And then I decided to take a big jump move from Leeds and I went over and started living in Dubai for nearly two years, worked for an agency there. You too. Yeah, so (laughs) that was a bit of a jump, but it just felt like, so I went on holiday. You know, you get into a bit of a rut at points in life and I was in a bit of a rut came back, had unbelievable holiday blues, did a bit of research, found an agency, they were called Light Blue, sent an email across. A week later, the MD came back and started having conversations and eventually hired. So it was literally, I sent one email and it was because of that, I was kind of like, it was fate to go do that. Um, After the extreme holiday blues, I moved over there and lived there for nearly two years working. Biggest client was PlayStation. So we did a lot of experiential and event work for them. Some of that was media trips to Nepal, um, to Lebanon. We were taking 15. Wow. It all sounds horrendous, David. Horrendous. How did you cope? So moved to Dubai in the first campaign that I did was in Nepal. So we took some media influencers out there, did a big adventure trip. So I was out there for about, yeah, like I said, two years. Moved to London, worked at a company called RPM, agency side, did that for about a year. Then I went client side. I was at a company called Culture Trip, leading up their experiential stuff. And we did some stuff at South By and we were doing quite a few smaller business events. And then we were leading up to do ITB in Berlin. And then we were doing something at South by Southwest and the world went crazy. I was at the company for a little bit longer. But I'd already had the feeling that I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do something more. So in the middle of the pandemic, I took the risk and I went with the redundancy and I started at Nobody's Cafe. And that was just, I felt there was things missing in the experiential and events industry landscape. Some of the way that freelancers were being treated. Because a lot of this sort of industry is a lot of freelancers, a lot of production people coming in, working on campaigns, a lot of agency people that were working in agencies. But there's the word freelancer, but it wasn't really that free. You would come in, you'd be chained to a desk, you'd get told you had to do that job. And eventually you just took a full-time role. And I was trying to move something different and create Nobody's Cafe under the sort of guys that we can bring in freelancers and give them a bit more of the freedom. But also from the client's perspective, you are getting people that want to work on your campaign. You're getting people that have an understanding. They may have worked on campaigns for your company before, or they have an understanding of what your company does because they've worked on similar stuff. Because when you're in an agency, you can sometimes get thrown onto campaigns that no relevance to who you are, but you're just working the process and you're just plodding along and doing what you need to do. And you've got the expertise, of course, 
course, but you don't necessarily have the passion. So Nobody's Cafe is about bringing people together and creating a collective of people that can work on campaigns and activations that they want to be part of. So that means the client's getting a team that's really passionate, that has the expertise. And that means that from the freelancer side, they're working on jobs they want to be working on. So that gives them that freedom to explore the jobs they want to work on. And, and yeah, sometimes there'll be people that don't want to work on campaigns, but I'd rather have that than people that are working on campaigns that are like, that's no fun because that's not what work should be about. And that's, I feel like experiential and creativity should be about expressing things that you love. There's a lot of stuff said about creativity and everything. And, and the way I kind of see it in agency side, it's not the same as what creativity can be. You think of an artist, you think of a musician and you think of the way they work. They're working on things that they love. They're delivering things that they love. And sometimes it is commissioned and they are getting paid for delivering the thing they love, Mm -hmm. but they still love it. And I feel like a lot of us in this agency world, the creative agency world, we're doing things that we don't love just to get paid. And I'm trying to bridge that gap a little bit and get people working on things they're passionate about, because I feel like that is what produces better work. It's that love and that passion and that creativity for that. So that's what led me to this. Nobody's Cafe was originally from 1920s. It was an actual cafe called Cafe Dinnerdy. Uh, Mexican artists, writers, creatives would come together and talk and discuss and sort of share culture. And that helped them sort of grow the culture of the time. And I just love that story of bringing people together and being able to do that. And that's where Nobody's Cafe comes from. Because that's the Perfect. translation. From starting up, it's been difficult but the main issue was starting up alone there's a lot of alone time and I think one of the advice I got initially was from someone else that has an agency find a co-founder find someone that you can bounce ideas off so I've done that there's two co-founders in the company now and when you're starting up and you're doing it and you're writing website copy and um, I, I did all the website myself I did all the design stuff myself and a lot of it was just like sitting in a room and just doing all of it and then when you're when you're working alone and especially in a pandemic and a lockdown it's not like you're in an office shared office space where you see different people and you have a conversation and you have that random interaction it's very much it's motivating well, isn't it? sat in a room in this lockdown one of the things that I personally miss is just people watching it's not necessarily having that conversation but it's like you're going on the tube and you see different people and you see these little things that you don't realize that you're going to miss but you miss and in the office I love the idea of being able to work remotely I think it's amazing but I also think there needs to be a bit of a balance and even if you are working remotely going and sitting in a cafe which I couldn't do like when we opened up a beer I I was just sat there with a, a cup of coffee and working on my laptop and just seeing people lift you um and that's one of the things i think that when we do come out of it a lot of people will be working from home a lot of agencies a lot of founders will be like well i can work from home now what i would suggest is yes do it but there are especially if you're in london and and i'm sure they're all over the place there's places where you can do shared offices for like 50 pounds for for the month where you can just drop in and you can have a coffee and even if you do that once or twice a week the commute the change of scenery all of those things just open up your thought processes. That's why the agency collective does as well as we do, because we get how lonely agency life can be sometimes, especially when you're starting off, especially in those early stages. And starting it in a pandemic, you must just have so much passion and drive for what you're doing. I think if you've got through 2020 with your agency starting off, like you can get through most things now. 
Well, that's it. And in a strange way, it was a great time to learn because one of the things about the pandemic was things did slow down a little bit. I'm in an experiential and events industry. So the live events industry is at about 8% of capacity and working capacity at the moment. So we've had a few things come in and which we're, we're amazingly grateful for. But in terms of the landscape, we're nowhere near where it should be. And everyone knows that, all the agencies, all the freelancers, everyone knows where we are. But that, for a new agency, gives you a little bit, find your feet, find what your voice is, find who you want to be. And now we're getting into a point of like, we found that, we're getting the recognition, we're getting people coming to say, oh, we want to work with you. Things are starting to pick up and people are starting to have those conversations. So it's been scary, the pandemic and everything that's happened because you just don't know. And I think there's been a lot of agencies out there and there's been a lot of freelancers and people thinking, should we do this? Should we do that? For me, it's just take the risk because you don't know. And I think one of the things that I always found when you're in employment and it's like jump to go starting something up, people think that everything is forever. You do something and it's forever. When I moved to Dubai, People are like, oh my God, you're moving to Dubai and you're doing this. And it's like, well, yeah, but you can always move back. You can always go back into employment if things don't work out. And I hope I never have to. I hope this this is it now. And Nobody's Cafe just keeps on growing and, and finding the work and, and working with some amazing people that we have so far. But you just always got to feel like it's never the end. There's always something that you can keep moving forward to. And there's always something that you can change and you can pivot. And if sometimes the agency doesn't, isn't exactly what you thought it was going to be. It could be better. It could be something else that is, oh, wow, we didn't think we were going to do this, but now we do it. And it's that brings us in the money and this brings us in the people that we wanted to work with. Oh, I really wanted our agency to be this, but that bit of it wasn't working. We can move to be agile. Exactly. And I think what I've loved and like the agency collective is part of that as well as being able to speak to people. Yes, you could obviously do networking events and those side of things in, in real life. But a lot of the time now you're having conversations that you probably wouldn't have before because it's so easy. 30 minutes over a Zoom call. Whereas leaving your house and going for a coffee both sides of that coin, especially when you're starting out, one side of the coin must be a little bit like, I've got things I could do rather than speak to this new agency founder. But now it's like, all it is is 30 minutes. Do you know what? I'll jump on a call. I'll have a quick yeah, conversation. Open, open you up to clients, to contacts, to networks. Absolutely. Something that I really did want to broach with you is just linking back to our chat we had the other day about the lay of the agency land and how undiverse it is. Well, I just wanted to touch upon your lived experience of that and also what we need to do to change our industry, to make it more diverse, to make it more accessible and to make sure that everyone feels that they can just think, sod it, I'm going to go to Dubai and go and work for an agency and then sod it, I've got the confidence and the experience and the belief in myself to start my own agency. Yeah, obviously we had this conversation about diversity the other day and the lay of the land at the moment has been created and looks a certain way. I hope it's changing. I hope that it is becoming more diverse. And I think when I say diverse, I don't just mean people of colour. I mean females, I mean LGBTQ as well. It's all these aspects of it. And part of that is when you're within a company, understanding and getting the experience to get to a certain level. And for me, I've hit ceilings within companies. I've been in companies where there's been people promoted 
before me that I that I had done more than brought more money in. All the tick boxes you need to tick to get that promotion. I'd done those all before the other people and they, they're still being promoted before me. And it obviously just leaves you unhappy. It leaves me discomforted and it, you end up moving on and, and then that happens again and you kind of start to look at the process and then you also you walk into somewhere and you don't see anyone that looks like you that has the same opinions or has the same sort of like background and upbringing and it's difficult to be in those landscapes for me i've had all of those experiences and i told you a story the other day which always hits hard with me is i went for a job interview probably about a year ago now i knew who i was interviewing with um, had saw their name and i assumed that it was a white male because they were the senior head of the department and I'd only ever been interviewed by white male or females. So I just had it in my head that that's what I could expect and sat in this room waiting for someone to come in, glass office, the person walks towards me and it's a mixed race person and I was utterly thrown because I'd 34 years at the time, never been in a situation where the senior person that was interviewing was mixed race or, or black or person of colour. And it, and Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> And it's one of those things that you should be thrown in a great way. But because I was just so thrown off, I was a bit flustered in the interview. And I could tell I was because you expect a certain thing. And because it's changed, it's amazing. And it was an amazing thing to see. And, and the company itself, the person that was recruiting initially was a person of colour. Even the person on the reception desk was a person of colour. And all those little things. It was such a diverse workplace that I walked into. It threw me a little bit. But generally, you are working with all Caucasian male boards, heterosexual male boards. or That is predominantly what you have working agencies. When I was the last place I was at, there was about 300 of us, about maybe five of us were people of colour. And that sort of ratio, it just doesn't work. And now a lot of people say that the way to fix it through education and through building up the youth and that means we're going to get these people and that was the conversation that was had when I was in high school when I was in university those are the same conversations that were being had but the problem is when those educated people move into workplaces if those workplaces don't make those people senior and they're not seen in that sort of way it's very difficult for those changes to be made so I feel like we're now at the stage of the education part and the people that are out there it's about kind of finding those people within your own agency within your own workplace and promoting them to the level that they deserve to be and then you'll start to see that diversity you'll start to see more agency owners of color you'll start to see more companies that people of color don't feel they need to go do their own agency because they feel like there is no ceiling for them. They can get the peaks of where they work, but at the moment it isn't felt. And I'm seeing a lot of people of colour starting to open their agencies in the past couple of years or the past three, four years because they have felt like I'm never going to get beyond where I'm at. And that's how I was feeling. No matter how hard I work, no matter what I do, I'm never going to be promoted to that next level. And there's nothing really I can do about it. And yeah. the workplaces I'm in, it's so built in and it's so hard to change it's very difficult and we've had people that have said well we can't find people at that seniority level can i ask you so what i hear a lot which drives me nuts is people saying well i just hire the best person for the job so what advice would you give to agency owners who think well i'm just hiring the best person for the job i'm not getting women applying or i'm not getting people of color applying i'm not you know it's just white blokes that are applying for the job i would hire more diversely if i could but they're just not applying what would you say to them i feel like there are one of the things are 
it's, it's looking for those people. If you go out and you look for female candidates, look for, there's a company called Diversity Ally, which helps businesses to work with those practices and, and find those candidates. And also what I would say is take a candidate, not necessarily for their title, but for what they can actually do. And I think that that's the problem. The problem is if you try and find a black COO to become your black COO, the chances are the pool is minute because the black potential person that was is good enough to be a COO has been in a role where they will never get promoted to being COO. So they don't get that title. But be females in the same position where they don't get the title of COO, as an example, because of the structure of the company and the, and the way that hiring is done. And, and so the problem is this conversation about oh well if we educate people they'll get to the point of being a COO not if no one hires them in that position because they can be as educated as they want I've got one degree I've got a law degree as well I couldn't be much more educated I've got 15 years of experience I couldn't have much more experience but if I'm not promoted to that next level you're never going to be seen I'm never going to be seen on that level to then work in a company on that level so if someone asked me to apply for a role the chances are I'm probably going to think, well, if I apply for the role, they're going to ask for someone that's already a COO. That's not going to be me. So it's those conversations of allowing people to open up those applications, open up what you're willing to see when you're speaking to a recruiter and saying, look, let me talk to more people. Let me sit in a room and have those conversations. And like I was saying earlier in this, with the pandemic, you don't need to take a full day and sit in a room and have those meetings. You can have a 20-minute chat just to get to know someone and get to understand them as a person. And then they might not be right for this role, but they might be right for other things. And having those conversations can help you understand the people that are out there. And you say like, oh, I can't find them. There needs to be a bit of a give and take on that process. There needs to be a we're willing to go look. And I feel like now with the, all the talent that's out there, the agencies that have gone, the things that have happened during the pandemic, I feel like now we're in a bit of a scenario where it's not just on the employee, it's on the employer as well. It's I'm selling nobody's cafe to whoever I sit down with. I want them to come work here. So I need to make a bit of effort, find the right people. I need to speak to anyone that applies but I also need to think you might not have the experience of what this role could be but I know that you've got the drive to get that experience as we go and to understand things and to learn things and to adapt people think that you're on this level you need to walk into a job on this level and sometimes that allows people to coast realistically finding that diverse person or that female or that LGBTQ person that hasn't been given that opportunity giving them that opportunity is going to get you an employee that is willing to do everything they possibly can to get not just to the level because that company has gone, do you know what? I know your last title wasn't COO, but I see in you something that could get to that level. And then it's going to come back tenfold, isn't it? In terms of the creativity, in terms of the different perspectives. So client side, you're going to be serving your clients better and serving your agency better by looking for diversity within your workforce and when you're building your agency, right? Yeah, the population of the world does not look a single way and not only that it doesn't think a single way even if it did look exactly the same everyone looked exactly the same we wouldn't think the same so the idea that 
you can put everyone into the same room and they're going to come up with something that's perfect for everyone. It just, it can't work. You need those other ideas. And that's what Novi's Cafe really is. It's that bringing people together, that diversity creates amazing ideas. It creates amazing products. It creates amazing services because everyone looks different. Everyone thinks different. Everyone feels different things. Everyone goes through a different journey. And like jumping right back, when you're sat in that cafe, Everyone in that room that you're sat with while you're working at your desk has had a different morning, has had a different thought process to put on their clothes, may have had an argument that morning with their partner and they're feeling low, or they may have met their partner the day before and they're feeling really high. Like, And it's about understanding that and that makeup of humans that when you get that diverse collective within your agency, whether they're freelancers or whether they're full-time employees, it's that thought process that then allows you guys to go, wow, we can service a vast majority because within us, we have that vast majority. We can speak different stories. We can understand different things. We can empathize with more people because there's more of us here. So yeah, that's the way I look at it. Oh, amazing. David, thank you so much for speaking about that. I think it's really important. And I think the more we talk about it, the more we highlight what can be done and how people can help and that they need to actually put the effort in. Hopefully we'll get there and the agency landscape will be more diverse. Yeah, 100%. And the more conversation, like we've got a podcast playlist called Let's Make Change. And that is just conversations around this subject around diversity around equality because the more you understand the more you can do it's about it's like learning about anything it's about learning about diversity to be able to practice it brilliant thanks so much david lovely to chat with you thanks so much for tuning in you guys don't forget to subscribe we love to hear from you give us your feedback on these podcasts and tune into our next episode where we talk to husband and wife team from figment It's going to be a good one.